This is Inside the FLX from FingerLakes1.com. I'm Ted Baker, and I'm joined by Glenna Colapretti, who is with Glenna's CBD and also is a faculty member at FLCC. Glenna, welcome. Thank you very much. Hi, Ted. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Uh, Let's hear your story, how you you chucked the corporate world and became an expert on CBD products and growing cannabis. And who'd have thought I would have been? So it's been an exciting journey. I, uh, to your point, started out in a very corporate uh, engineering fashion, but found myself suffering from severe nerve damage, wanted something holistic and natural and Um, you know, I found myself in Colorado visiting my parents, my husband's from there and I tried hemp oil, CBD hemp oil to be specific. And it was life changing. It mitigated my pain and it didn't alter, you know, my brain and I was hooked, albeit it tasted like dirt. So as a former engineer that's worked on uh, the user experience and has multiple patents with different kinds of technology, I indicated I could make this better a better user experience. And that's what I did. And pretty soon I was enveloped in formulations and development, different types of products, mediums, and then uh, wanted to control the source and get into the genetics and started growing. So I've been a registered New York State hemp cultivator in the hemp industrial program since 2019. And I, like you stated, I have a couple stores, Glenna's CBD, one in Brighton, 12 Corners in Rochester, one at Eastview Mall. And then as of late, been a regulations and cannabis cultivation adjunct professor at FLCC. So it's been a love affair with the plant and it's still growing. Well, let's start with Glenna's CBD and the products. Uh, And let's start with our definition. CBD, is this the oil from the cannabis plant? You're right. It's the cannabidiol, right? So there's multiple cannabinoids within the plant. And obviously CBD has kind of become a ubiquitous term. Even though you might be talking about CBN or CBG or other cannabinoids, but it's pretty much correlated with the industry as a whole. And I did start out in cultivating CBD, but I do grow, you know, CBG and other genetics and do some other research. So it's an interesting foray as we move into the, you know, higher THC components. That is also a cannabinoid. So just to be clear, CBD is the non-psychoactive aspect of it. So is this, is, is it all from the same cannabis plant, the, the, the plant that you get your CBD and other products from, is this the same plant that you light up and smoke? It's uh, not, you're not able to smoke it, if you will. It's more the industrial uh, hemp side, the lower THC, it's up to 0.3%. So it's a different genetic. Um, so if you look and uh, join my class in the future, if anyone's interested, we talk, we delve into the, the difference in genetics and the difference between indica and sativa. But to your point, it's, uh, it is the cannabis plant, the hemp plant, and it is a amazing foray into various things, not only the medicinal aspect of it, but there's a huge sustainability component as we move into more climate control discussions, mitigating packaging bioplastics, um, et cetera. So it's a burgeoning field in and of itself. How do these products work? There there are some that are topical, go on the skin. There are other products that are for consumption. How do they block the pain or stop the pain? Well, uh, great question. Like you stated, there's various mediums. So you can take a tincture, which is uh, a sublingual ingestion. So you just put that under your tongue and it's absorbed into your mucous membranes and into your bloodstream. And that's a pretty quick medium. The quickest medium is um, 
you know, is smoking inhalation. Second was sublingual. And then there's a topical aspect. So you can use lotions, salves, um, you know, all kinds of uh, beauty cream, anti-aging cream. There's all sorts of products and we develop a multitude. We do lotions, topicals. Um, we use other synergistic like essential oils, like Arnica, neem, poppy. So we love it as a, um, not only agricultural, but as, um, you know, marrying with other products too. The website is cbdbestoil.com for Glenna CBD, two locations, uh, one in Brighton, one at Eastview Mall. And you said you had it in the growing side because you wanted to control the source. So what goes into growing the best cannabis plant for these products? And that's a great question. I've grown outdoors initially. Um, I put plants in the ground as far as clones outdoors. And then I moved into a greenhouse kind of hybrid approach outdoors, both of which with soil. And then my last grow, I worked with a, a more of a hydroponic and multiple different strains. So it's really exciting to look at, you know, as far as your source, making sure it's clean. That's a very important aspect with hemp because hemp is used to remediate brownfields. And, and so it pulls up all the good, bad, and ugly in the soil. So you want to make sure there's no heavy metals and there's no solvents when people are extracting it. So we're very strict about making sure we have a good, clean product with no pesticides, no molds, no mildew. So it's very important that you look for that when you're looking for products. Is there still a stigma that you have to overcome with these products that, oh, this is hippie stuff and it's made from pot and I don't want this on me? Yeah, most definitively. I mean, we help people. The youngest I help is one year old. And obviously we're not doctors. So, you know, we work with their doctors and we make sure that they disclose that. But uh, the youngest I help is a one year old that has epilepsy. And then all the way up to um, my grandmother was the oldest patient or oldest person that I helped. And she was 102. And she was very concerned that it wasn't marijuana that she was using in that lotion. Um, but yes, there is, it has been a stigma. And I intentionally stayed away from having uh, a, a cannabis leaf or hemp leaf on my products to help discern that this wasn't going to alter you, if you will. And, uh, but now I think it's becoming more normalized, more accepted. I'm hoping that it's incorporated like any other agricultural crop as we move into, you know, this, the more psychoactive aspect of the plant into cannabis. Um, there's a research aspect, there's a sustainability aspect, and for those that want that joy or euphoria. Um, but it, just to be clear, CBD is definitely um, something that's helped me and allowed me to, you know, work my day job without any interference, if you will. It's interesting. I've talked to a lot of people over the last few weeks in the industry, and a lot of the people that are, I, we, I talked to two people starting up a retail shop in Victor, and a lot of the people getting into the business are not necessarily former big-time pot smokers. They're people who are business people who see an opportunity. Well said. It's, uh, I myself am not an imbiber, if you will, albeit I believe people should have access to it um, you know, as an adult-use product. But uh, for me, you know, I, I think people realize the economic uh, viability of, of the product and see that there's a wide burgeoning emerging market of users, especially in New York State. New York State is um, predicted to be one of the highest concentrations and licenses and seed to sale, seed to success, if you will. So you're right, people are getting into it that see the potential economic boom for their uh, municipality as well. And, uh, you know, just the personal experience that it's becoming a little more normalized. Let's talk about Finger Lakes Community College and talk about what you teach within the horticulture program at FLCC. 
FLCC is just amazing as far as their cannabis track and what they've done. Their uh, provost, Jonathan, their, um, you know, horticulture program that includes Berna and um, Casey and Sean and under uh, John's tutelage, they've been really working hard to incorporate the best of the best content and uh, curating it, if you will, to expand it, to include not only just how do you grow, but you know, how do you make sure you stay compliant, right? So each stage of the plant, what, what's necessary? What kind of testing or compliance mechanism from seed to sale tracking, from making sure that you're denoting your cannabinoid profile, et cetera. So they're very interested in not only that, the licensees and such, but also workforce development. Like how do you add a module for a certified pest applicator, you know, to, to manage cannabis or, you know, an HVAC to electrician or incorporate, you know, the lights in a greenhouse. So they're very, in my opinion, ahead of their time looking at how can we create workforce, right. For, for varying companies across the state from a bud tender, you know, to a, to a chemist, if you will. So it's exciting. They're, we're putting on a um, incubator and that's launching March 26th, Saturday at the college. And that includes, um, you know, Senator Pam Helming is coming as a keynote, um, the president of the college, all the instructors, a myriad of professionals. And we just started a, a Finger Lakes Cannabis Professional Studies Club so we can research the plant. We did just become licensed as hemp researchers on the in the campus. So it's exciting. There will be hemp seeds on the plant short, uh, on the campus shortly. What does someone need to know if they're going to start up a grow operation or maybe things they don't think about? I think uh, most definitely understanding the plant, understanding what's involved, understanding the potential capital, capital expenditure. You know, I think a lot of uh, feedback that I get from different groups, I work with a lot of social equity groups and uh, different things with the city of Rochester. And one of the biggest questions is, you know, how do you start the business? How do you file an LLC? What's a good format if I do want to cultivate? Where can I do that in a secure, compliant fashion? You know, that people aren't going to steal your plants or that you're, um, you know, utilizing um, some good cultivation techniques. So I think it's important to do your homework. Take a class. We have amazing classes, as do some other colleges across the state that we partner with, like in Cornell and such. So it's important to find people that are doing what you're doing. Ask them how they got there. What were their pitfalls? What, what are their best practices? What would they do differently? And that way you save yourself a lot of capital uh, pains, if you will. When you think of growing cannabis, you think of places like Hawaii or Mexico or, or further south. Does it grow well here in upstate New York? It does. It does. I think with certain confines, certain genetics, certain favorable uh, environments for pest mitigation and such. You know, I love the ladybugs. They're, they do a great job with uh, mitigating certain pests and uh and definitely different techniques if you want to grow organically and, um, you know, whether it's working with your local Amish farmer for some chicken manure or, you know, all the way up to some more fancy, um, you know, opportunities. There's some great hydroponic stores. You know, we're very blessed with having some great hydroponic stores across the area, across the Finger Lakes and getting to know each other. Develop your own ecosystem. Don't look at it as a competitive venture you know, talk to, like you stated, the business people in Victor that are, are looking to, to launch a, a store, you know, try to cultivate that supply chain so that you're more geared towards success, 
you know, and that if you are a grower, then you have a distribution network set up, right? You have a testing lab that can help you. So I, I think it's important to get involved in different meetups or cannabis professional groups. We're obviously at a big agricultural area. Do you see this region as a, a place that could become a center for commercial cannabis growing? Most definitively. And like you stated, there is a, a depth of knowledge here that stems from, you know, the technical workforce to the agricultural workforce. Obviously, people, when they think of New York, they don't necessarily think of all the apple farms and all the vineyards and all the things that we do well here. And if you just normalize it and incorporate it as a, another commodity, another crop, we have amazing, you know, structure already with our Department of Agriculture and Markets. Um, there's amazing job opportunities for that are posted right now for hemp sam sampling agents. You know, you can get involved in a myriad of ways. Um, just look at it as another crop, you know, whether that's corn, apples, you know, soybeans, it's, it's a commodity potentially. And I think it could really revitalize some of our rural towns, especially those that are seeing, you know, prisons closing or other um, manufacturing facilities closing. But this could be a burgeoning, man, you know, manufacturing, cultivating, processing, uh, finishing. And, and, you know, if you're a graphic artist, get in there and look at, you know, how you could uh, participate in the labeling or, or uh, branding opportunities. So think about what you know and what your skill sets are and just add that next module, whether you're a farmer even, or, a, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, we haven't even talked about the, the, the hemp side of things, clothing and, and all those other products that can be made with the hemp. You're so right. It's the hemp crop in and of itself. You know, I've been talking with the hemp association, global hemp associations, looking at things and they're, you know, we're bringing the STEM aspect into it. Like, so if you look at the whole plant and you create the sustainability of, yes, you have the bud or the flower, and then you have the stems. And like you stated, you know, the fibrous portions for clothing, for paper, for hemp, for rope, um, hemp rope, excuse me. But, you know, not only um, those aspects, but sustainability, how you could isolate biochar in uh, soil, how you can utilize the discards and make pet bedding or, um, you know, hempcrete, you know, all kinds of things. So it, it's, it's so exciting to me that we're starting to see an opportunity in the government lift some restrictions for some research that uh, I think could really help them met out their sustainability intentions for uh, carbon footprint mitigation. Well, thanks for your time today. I've learned a lot. I, I knew uh, some about the industry, but uh, you, you brought up a whole bunch of aspects I didn't realize at all. So uh, check out Glenna's CBD. That website, once again, is cbdbestoil.com. And uh, we appreciate your time on Inside the FLX, and, and best of luck developing a whole brand new industry here in upstate New York. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure meeting you and talking to you. Thanks, everyone. Let me know if you have any questions, and take care.